Hello, and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Shadynasty League, the only league that counts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, joined, as always, by my co-host, trusted colleague, and dare I even say, dear friend, Devin Rambo. Devin, why don't you say hi for the folks at home? Hello, everyone. Thanks, Devin. Well, the first week of the podcast, and it's already late. Eh, you know, fuck it, it's on me. Actually... I just did a bunch of fucking work for this thing, and it deleted my main recording. So this is the second take, which sucks, but so much has gone on in our league, in the National Football League, that I don't even know where to begin, even though this is my second time doing it, because we are finally back. The moment we've all been waiting for, Fantasy is back, Shad Dynasty is back, and it's all because football is back in America. Let's hear it. Alright, that's enough. And I'm already fucking sick of it. I just... I wait all fucking year... (laughs) I prepare and I read these articles and I listen to podcasts and then I football, it just comes back and I suck and my team suck and the Steelers suck and it's just all fucking stupid and I hate it and I want it to end. But even when I'm at my lowest, when I reach the darkest depths of my personal depression, my own personal hell, I'm comforted by one thing. And that's the health and stability of this league. I told you before, I'll tell you again, I don't need to be good at this. I don't need my team to be good. I don't need the Steelers to be good. I don't need self-worth. I don't need happiness. I don't need um, personal achievement and a feeling of accomplishment. I just need the love and respect of nine other men, and that's you all. Don't you see it? Can't you see it, friends? Rising in the distance, glittering in the morning sun, that foundation that we, together, through friendship and brotherhood, have laid. The stones that we placed with our own hands the blood, sweat, and tears, don't you see this institution, this beautiful thing that we've built? Don't you see it rising? Can't you taste the sweet nectar of the fruits of our labor on your tongues? (laughs) Yes, Shadynasty is back. It's everything we could have ever wanted. We knew we could build a better league. We knew we deserved a place to call home. And we knew that together we could make that happen. And we have. And we are just starting to see what this thing is capable of. And it saddens me to say, but would you believe if I told you that not even one year ago there were those among us who would have rather seen it all destroyed? Yeah, I know. It's shocking. We had some pestilent, festering, disease-ridden rats 
in the sewers and the gutters scurrying beneath our feet, gnawing at the foundation of the home we built with betrayal and hatred in their eyes. And we thought we were safe. We would go to bed at night, all next to each other, holding hands, and they would emerge. The filthy rats emerging from the gutters, filling our streets with their insidious lies, sowing the seeds of our descent and this league's demise. Shitting everywhere, butt-fucking each other in the ass everywhere. Shit and cum littering our streets and our sidewalks because of these disgusting fucking rats. And I can, I can only imagine your face hearing this. I know it pains you to hear this just as it pains me to say it. And you wouldn't be a good, loyal member of the Shit Dynasty League if you didn't have some fear in your heart right now hearing this. But I told you before not to worry, and I meant it. Do you know why? <laughs> because we found the Traders Brothers. Oh, yes. We found them in their filthy rat's nest, and we rooted them out. And tell me, when you have a horde of plague-ridden rats or a pack of wild, sick, feral dogs and they come to your community in your homes, in your streets and terrorize your way of life, what do you do? It's simple. You bring them out into those streets. You put a bag over their heads and a forty-five in their fucking skull. That's right. Two heads roll, and from those tombstones, two new members of this league arise. Drew, Nick, this is your coronation. Welcome to the Shad Dynasty League. I hope your time here proves fruitful and successful and joyous for all, but above all else, I hope you too prove more loyal than your predecessors. Don't you see, my brothers, we did it. We rid ourselves of the traitors. Rejoice with me. Sing with me. That's enough. Well, let's talk NFL. Um, yeah, so much has happened. I really don't know where to start. I don't even know what to cover. Come on, it's been beaten to death. Everyone's had their two cents, and you don't need mine. Uh, I'll just kind of hit the teams that are around the league. Dave's Rams won against the Panthers. I mean, I guess. Gurley looked bad. Goff looked bad. I don't know. Eh. The Steelers fucking suck. They are terrible, but I'm not giving up, but they suck and they're terrible. But I think there's hope, but, you know, I'm fucking ruined. 
they're awful. They're 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 really fucking bad. Um, but I'll just say, losing to the Super Bowl champs at home for their home opener and ring ceremony, uh, for the ring that happens to tie their franchise with your own team's Super Bowl winning record. Yeah, that's a tough game to fucking win. Oh, especially after you lost your number one receiver, the best receiver in the league. Uh, He fucked around a bit and then went to that team the day before. Yeah, I, I could tell that our boys' hearts weren't in it. But you know what? I'll take that fucking loss and how bad we looked over losing to Marcus Mariota and the lowly Titans at home and your big hyped up owner. Oh, opener. Brownies, what the hell? I mean, peep, every you all told me how bad my team would suck in the preseason, so I was expecting it. I knew we'd fucking get blown out, but I thought, I thought you guys were the Super Bowl champs. What happened? Oh, my God, Delaney Walker. Hey, that guy should be on a walker, if you know what I mean. I mean, when the fuck is the last time that guy played a fucking down? He doesn't even play anymore. He lit you up. Marcus Mariota lit you up. Marcus Mariota. Drew, congrats. If you're if you're me and you're Drew, and me and Drew are smart guys. That's I mean, we get it. Look, Drew knows the X's and O's. I don't know anything about that. I just got heart. You know, and I know heart. So when I see a team with heart, I see it. What did I say in my last podcast? I won't be surprised when the Titans make the playoffs. Guess what? Now, thanks to Gardner Minshew, I'm doubling down. Texans don't look that good. Well, I mean, they look exciting, but... That old line still doesn't look good. Titans, I'm telling you, man. And now the big news that everybody wants to hear, um, and you don't need my take on it because it's been beaten to death, and that's Antonio Brown. So, yeah, it fucking sucks. From a Steelers fan, I could tell you straight up, all the ones that are like, oh, well, you know what, I'm just really glad we had him out of the... Fuck you. You're not glad you lost the best receiver in the league, perhaps the best receiver of all time. You're not glad that he defecated all over your black and gold 84 jersey. You're not glad about that. And you're certainly not glad that we still have a $20 million cap hit on this guy. You're definitely not glad that he denies a trade to Oakland, weasels his way— Oh, sorry, denies a trade to Buffalo, weasels his way to Oakland, and then somehow gets on the Patriots— the team that has just been stomping all over your face and your balls for the past decade, that team, that's where he's going to win a Super Bowl? And what the fuck are we doing on the banks of the Three Rivers? God, it doesn't feel good. Um, it's terrible. I, like I said, I'm late on this podcast. I didn't know even when to record because every time I went to record, there was a new development. So I'd have a take, I'd have a bit, and then it would just get crashed because, I mean, I can't keep up with this guy. I can't. Um, so kind of interesting is this though. I have a friend who I met in summer camp and, uh, he went to Vanderbilt for journalism. It's a great journalism school. I believe Skip Bayless went there. So, you know, this is like high quality stuff. These are real investigative journalists. Um, and he's out in Boston working for the Boston Globe. Now he's, he's heard of the podcast, you know, he's, he's a fan. He saw, I mean, whatever, you know. 15 views on SoundCloud, only nine other guys in the league, so you do the math. Um, and he sent me this. I, I'm i not really sure what it is. He just told me, you know, it might be worthwhile to just kind of play for the podcast, get your reaction, see what everyone thinks, um, put it out there. You know, he, want, he wants this in ears. 
Um, he wants to get this in here, so he came to the right place. Uh, so I'm just going to play this. Uh, it's just like an, it's an MP3 file. It, it says Belichick leak. So I, don't, I don't know if this is like a leak in his house or like he's taking a leak, but um, I, I, I've, I've beat this intro to death. So let's just hear it. Play that tape, Devin. AB, it's Coach. All right, real Coach. Listen, that thing we were talking about, uh, next time you get in your cryo thing, I want you to just, uh, you know, don't wear your shoes. Yeah, your, your, your feet will be fine. I've done it before. Okay? No, that didn't work? All right. Well, uh, hmm. uh, just stop coming to practice. Tell them, uh, tell them it's the new helmet. Yeah, Tom Hayes is too. Yeah. Uh, is it? All right. Um, well, tell them you'll retire if you can't wear the helmet. Okay. They didn't take that seriously? Well... Oh, they find you? Yeah, po post that on IG. Post it. AB, post it on your gram. Tag the Raiders. Okay, good. It still didn't work? You're fucking mad. You know, just call him a cracker. No, no. Gruden will laugh it off. Call Mayock. Call Mayock a cracker. All right, yeah. There. All right. Well, that's a ticket. See you Sunday. What the... What the hell? What? <laughs> what the hell was that? I <laughs> was that Belichick? Was that okay? So it was like, what? So Belichick was calling Antonio Brown, and he's 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 giving him all these steps of 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 crazy shit to do, presumably in some sort of you know collusion conspiracy to get. The Raiders to cut A B so that way the Pats could sign him. I mean <laughs> that I I'm kinda shocked. I, I I mean that can't really be Belichick, right? I mean, but I don't I don't know. It sounded just like him, so I don't know how that's happened. But it's just yeah, it's it's kind of weird that he's like telling him to do all of these things that happened over the course of months and like within the span of seconds, he's telling them to do it. And then, uh, you know, hearing what the results are and then, uh, you know, getting back to him. But yeah, very, very odd. Um, I'm gonna have to check my sources on that one. But so, like I said, there's a lot going on with the Antonio Brown situation. And, um, you know, some of it is sad for, uh, fans of the Steelers. Some of it is funny if you're just kind of like an NFL guy who doesn't really have a horse in this race. It's funny. Um, and other parts are just kind of messed up. And, you know, I don't really want to talk about them, but as you all know, uh, recently Antonio Brown was accused of rape uh, by a fitness trainer. I was following the drama pretty, uh, pretty tightly back in the day. And, you know, if it is who I assume it to be, it's a, it's a trainer in Florida that, you know, he Previously had a little tiff with his baby mama, uh, Chelsea, and he ran off and, uh, you know, spent some time with her. Took an IG pic and, uh, you know, but then he came back to uh, the mother of his children, Chelsea. Uh, they're good. So I don't know. I don't know enough about the story. I Surprisingly, I wasn't there. Um, so I don't really think that I'm qualified to kind of talk about this. So I'm just going to put on somebody who is um, a guy who's really been through the ringer knows a lot about the legal system. So uh, without further ado, here's O.J. Simpson on the topic of Antonio Brown's rape accusation. But then I saw where uh, somebody accused Antonio of rape. Now, let's make one thing clear. 
He was accused, not charged. Well, there you have it, folks. Accused, not charged. I didn't say it. OJ said it. And trust me, if anybody knows a little something about being accused of a crime, not being charged, not being guilty, it's OJ Simpson. And I'm really glad that a platform like Twitter exists where everyday U.S. citizens can hear from some of our thought leaders in America, like OJ, who are just sticking up for what's right. Due process, okay? Accused, not charged. Thanks, OJ. Okay, so that ends our little news segment. Let's get into what's happening in this league. I don't even know what's happening. There's too much happening. So first section, uh, we're going to talk about some of the waiver wire transactions. Now, unfortunately... um, I don't have the waiver wire report from prior to me resetting uh, some of the teams in the draft. Um, you know, there was an issue with some of our league settings. I had to reset it. So I don't know what people spent on some earlier picks. So we're two weeks behind. We have last week's and this week's to go over. Um, I'm missing the week prior to that because of the issue I just mentioned. But let's go over it. So before we begin, remember... You can place $0 bids. You can pick up someone for free. You don't have to spend money. There is no minimum budget. That means there's unlimited transactions. It's good for us. Um, So you can get players for free. And what I call a whiff is when you bid money on someone when no one else bid a dollar. Okay? It can be a good player. It can be a great pickup. It can be a smart move for your team. But if you get someone that you spent cap space on and no one else spent a dollar... That's a whiff, and we will, of course, reward a whiff of the week. So I don't have the previous waiver wire transactions, but what I do know is that Matt spent $86 on Jacoby Brissett. 86 bucks. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what to say. He led the league in cap space. His name was Show Me the Fab before it was Damn Daniel, and... Yeah, he's down to like, I think, 93 or maybe 83. I mean, he's still decently up there with everyone else to get Jacoby Brissett. What the hell has happened to this league and the quarterback market? I mean, I know it's a dynasty super flex league, but I remember last year I picked up Mariota, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Brock Osweiler. These were waiver wire guys that we were picking up for like five bucks. And now Jacoby Brissett is going for $86. Gardner Minshew is going for $43, Devin. What the hell is going on? I think the next highest on the Jacoby Brissett, I don't have the official report, was Devin in the 40 range. Um, You know, clearly we know his price for for an AFC South backup quarterback. Um, But yeah, I mean, there were definitely bids. And Matt had the leverage and he got them. So let's go on to the ones that I can talk about. Um, so a lot of these are defenses, kind of uninteresting. Uh, Nate spent $9 on the Chargers. That's a pretty penny, considering the next highest bid was for 1 buck by Dave. Um, Nick adds Darren Waller for 3 bucks. I like the grab, legitimately, but it's a whiff. No one else bid, a, bid anything, which uh, is kind of surprising to me. Um, that's really the only significant things I see. Um Devin added Ty Montgomery. That makes sense because he has Le'Veon Bell. Um, So let's go on to the most recent week, which, as everybody knows, 
the 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 hot button topic is Gardner Minshew. Now, Devin bid forty three dollars on Gardner Minshew, and the next highest bid was none. No one bid anything on Gardner Minshew. No one even bid a $0 bid on Gardner Minshew. (laughs) And Devin spent $43 on Gardner Minshew. I can't just make it the whiff of the week. I I can't make it. It's the whiff of the year. It's the whiff of the century. $43 for Gardner Minshew. He looked all right, but no one bid anything. Oh, God. Devin is, Devin's poor. Oh, he's poor. Then he spends 13 bucks on the Pats. I mean, good pick. Good pickup, honestly. I mean, Matt put on eight. I put down seven. Um, Eric threw one dollar. Yeah, I mean, that was a contested grab. So I don't know what Devin's feeling, if he's feeling like he's in a bit of a panic mode, like he needs to juice up his team a little bit. But yeah, some interesting moves. Uh, He also adds Malcolm Brown for $8. And I almost don't believe this, that there was also no bids on Malcolm Brown, not even a $0 bid. I mean, I guess if you're Nate, are you really going to drop? I mean, you're going to have two roster spaces. Like you have Daryl Henderson. Are you going to have two bench spots for girly handcuffs? Kind of absurd. I don't think you really want to do that. And obviously you're never going to play Malcolm Brown while girly is uh, active. And the thought is, is that if he's ever injured, that's when you play Daryl Henderson. But wow, that's interesting. Um, Next significant pick we have is Devin with John Brown. Um, Devin put $12 on John Brown, and nobody bid anything on John Brown. This is an absurd and unheard of amount of whiffs. $63 in combined whiffs for one week for one man. Okay, you're not made of money, guy. You're living on a budget. You're living check to check. This is absurd. Somebody take his pocketbook out of his wallet. He's going to fucking go bankrupt. Um, Yeah, curious, curious, curious. Um, Yeah, some other acquisitions. We had Bob pick up Raheem Mostert for $4. That was a whiff, but a decent pick. I whiffed $4 on Gio Bernard. Um, Bob whiffed 4 bucks on Ted Ginn. Oh, I'm sorry. My mistake. Bob bid $4 on John Brown. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Devin. I take it back. It wasn't $63, okay? You only whiffed 51 Or that doesn't work. The math doesn't work there. 60 through 50. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. All right. Let's move on to the meat of this podcast, the whole purpose of why we're here, matchup roundup, all about how we did in this week's matchups. So first, let's start with the match of the week. When I was looking to set a match of the week, there was a clear consensus candidate of what game that should be. And of course, it was me versus Matt. Okay? Me and Matt, we go way back. Matt has um, Terrorize This League, and uh, I wouldn't say Terrorize, I would say Troll. While we had two traders that were terrorists, they were domestic terrorists, Matt was just like a troll, you know, he was like, um, that kid from Boardman that's like, oh, I only posted about shooting up, uh, an abortion clinic because it was funny, dude, it was funny, chill out, chill out, that's Matt to our league, um, and as the commissioner, as the iron fist of this league, of course him and I are gonna bud heads, if you also recall, um, Matt and I faced each other for the number one pick, 
and I lost. Um, Matt had a terrible year last year. His team sucked. And all of a sudden, he was the top scorer of any team in the playoffs, despite being last place. So he spanked me, he got the first pick, and he had his way with that draft. So it's fine. I thought, sure, this is a good one. Set it as the match of the week. And when you win, soak up the glory. How in the fuck did I lose this matchup? So I lose to Matt. 134.3 to 105.8, 28.6 margin of victory for Matt, while I was a 1.8 point favorite. Matt kept his projection basically as tight as could be. He missed it by a half point. I missed mine by 30.9. And Cam fucked me. Cam fucked me. All week, I was saying to myself, I don't know his health, just play Matty Stafford against the shit Cardinals, the shit Birds, but no, I couldn't bring myself to bench him, and he fucked me. Thanks, Cam. Really, thank you. And I traded for this guy. I didn't even draft him, and I thought I had a steal, and okay, that's enough. Scary Terry, welcome to the league. I should have I started you. T.Y., I'm sorry, T. I just, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that nothing would change with Jacoby Brissett. I thought you'd be worse, but you're, you're the same. You're the same. I should, I should. I lost, even though Lamar balled out. So why did why did Matt beat me? Well, Christian McCaffrey and Chris Carson all of a sudden are a very scary one and two running back core. And then Kyler Murray, of course, who basically has zero points going into the fourth quarter, just starts shredding the Lions, takes them to double overtime. I mean, this guy got like a game and a half of extra playing time for his QB. And uh, Cam is looking like an al dente linguini with his arm out there. So yeah, I lost. That's okay. We'll bounce back. There's no need to panic. Congratulations, Matt. You won the game of the week. Now, Nate and Bob. Nate wins this one, squeaks this win out 102.1 to 99.8, a 2.3 margin of victory, the tightest match of the week, but also the lowest combined score of the week. Not only the lowest combined score, the 10th and the 9th lowest scores playing each other in that week. You can't make it up, folks. It's just how Shadonesty Dynasty falls sometimes. So Bob going into this was a 3.6 favorite. Both teams missed their projections by almost 30. And it's Bob's fault for losing. It's the curse of Moncrief. Okay, Bob, you could, I, I went through your team. You could have played any single eligible person on your bench instead of Moncrief and won this game. Moncrief is a fucking stain on polite society, shredding everyone's hopes and dreams. Bob, I demand right now, here and now, in front of a live podcast audience, that you drop Moncrief, and I demand no one pick him up. And until that happens, I don't know what I'll do, but I'm demanding it. Okay, the next match was Drew and Dave. So this was actually a close one. Dave wins 136.9 to 131.3. He wins by 5.6 when he was a 19-point favorite. So, if you took the points with Drew, smart money. Josh Jacobs, welcome to the league. If it wasn't for his night, Dave would have been in trouble. Um, And Dave, as always, is just leaning on the power of Pat Mahomes and Matt Ryan as his tandem quarterback duo, which is insane. I just want to remind people that, yeah, last year... Dave drafted Matt Ryan over Patrick Mahomes. So that's where we're at. Um, 
yeah, Drew could have snagged this win. All he needed to do was play his boy, A.J. Brown. Welcome to the league. A hundred yards. He could have played him over basically anybody. And he would have won. I told you. Drew, I said it last week. You got to have faith in the Titans passing game. You're, you're a fan. You know that it's golden. It's golden. You can't pass it up. So that's my advice. Um, actually, you would have won if you had played Keenum over either Darnold or Jimmy G. So that's another way you could have won. Okay. Uh, who's next? Nick and Eric. Absolute barn burner. So this one, kind of interesting. Nate and Bob, tightest, tightest match of the week. Lowest combined score, 10th and 9th scores. This one, Nick and Eric, um, top two scores. Second highest margin of victory, though, goes to Eric. Absolute barn burner. Eric beats uh, Nick 181.4 to 165.7. That's a 15.7 margin of victory. And it's a tough loss, but it's a big statement from Nick. You thought he was coming in this as a rebuild year? Oh, that what you thought? Yeah, fuck off, dude. I'm here to play. I'm here to win. That's the next team. That's a direct quote. He texted me that, and I said, okay, I'll, I'll back off. So, yeah, he's pissed. He's trying to make a statement, and I'm happy for him. Um, Eric was originally a 12-point favorite. Both of them went 40-plus over their projections, though. So Nick had huge running back days from Ingram and Henry. You don't know how often it's going to, you know, I mean, how often are you going to get juicy matchups like Mark Ingram playing the Dolphins, the worst team in the league, and Derrick Henry playing the soft, cushiony Browns, just plummeting through them? Ugh. You're not always going to get that, but it's a good week for Nick. Uh, But on Eric's side, the Watson and Dak stack is dangerous. It's a dangerous duo. That can pop off any given week, and that was this week. Um, Deshaun Jackson... Welcome back to Philly. Um, yeah, Nick could have snagged this one if he had played him, but that's all right. There's always next week. Uh, Bill and Devin, I don't have much to say about this. What was the score? 122.4. Devin beats Bill, who scored 118.5. Devin wins by 3.9 when he was a 3.5 underdog, actually, so good for him. And it all comes down to Eckler. Eckler just dominated in all phases. Um, so that was a great, great day for him. Uh, and then Billy has Tyree Kill and Tevin Coleman. So it's not every day that you have, you know, one of your, your you know, maybe your second best receiver and your second best running back go out of the game in the first quarter. So even Mac getting uh, an overtime quarter wasn't enough to, to save Billy from that. Okay, so that's the end of that, and I know a lot of you have been wondering about what the new rivalries are, because, see, we don't foster rivalries naturally. You have the rivalries I give you. You know why? Because on this podcast, I assign a match of a week, and I tell you when it's a rivalry match, and guess what? I'm making up the rivalries then. So, we do have new rivalries this year, and I'll be happy to share them with you right now. Our first rivalry, it should be obvious. It was this week's match of the week, me and Matt. There's a lot of bad blood between me and Matt. I don't want to get into it. It's very personal, but no. We we joke in the group message, we're not friends outside of this league. Okay, it's serious. He's This is as close to a real-life mortal enemy as I have. So that's my rival. 
Next rival, this one should be obvious, uh, Drew and Bob. That's an easy one. They coach together in Louisville, okay? They're always trying to one-up each other. You know, they're always like, oh, I... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna impress coach with a better scheme. Oh, I got I, I got a new I got a new play I want to drop. So let's stop the bullshit. Let's stop the, fa- the you know the high school football all that stuff. Let's stop that. Let's get down to what really counts is how good your dynasty team is. That's your next rivalry. Your following rivalry. Nate and Bill. Now, this one, you might say, they don't have a lot of crossover. I mean, have they hung out more than two times? Have they ever hung out outside of a Shadynasty-related event, like our social mixer or our group swim last year? No, probably not. But these two came out of nowhere last year. Dave dominated the ranks, absolutely crushing it in all phases. Number one score, top record. I think he was undefeated until like week 10. And then he slowly starts slipping, 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 just like Dave does. You know, he gets a big league, he's all cheers, and then someone whispers in his ear, but what if you fuck it up? And he can't help but listen to that temptation. He gets so tempted by the abject failure that might be in front of him that he fucks it up and he fails. That's what happened. He slipped out. He lost his buy. The buys go to Nate and Bill, and like magic, the two meet up in the championship. But remember, there's no trade deadline in this league which is fucked, and I voted for it, and everyone else, well, a majority voted for it again, but it can get fucked, and Billy said, hey, Cam's out, he's not playing, maybe I can make a trade, so he trades for Ben Roethlisberger, puts him in, snatches that championship out of Nate's hands, and remember, Nate drafted drafted Gurley number one overall last year, and and Gurley, Gurley might never walk again, That could have been his last window for Nate to win a ship. So yeah, I think he's coming for blood this year. So that's your next rivalry. Uh, Your other rivalry is Devin and Nick. And Nick, I'm sorry, it's because no one really here knows you. I mean, we know you. I know you, okay? I know who you are. But (laughs) you just, I mean, who else are you going to be rivals with, you know? So this is the natural choice. You guys went to high school together. I think uh, Devin told me something about how, like, um, he was really into a girl, and, and she blew Nick um, at Mineral Ridge uh, in Devin's bed at some party he had. Um, and then Nick drank all of his beer and puked on his carpet and um, drove his mom's car home. So, yeah, there's some there's some good tension in that group, so I think that'll be a nice rivalry. And the last one is um, Eric and Dave, and that one is so clear as day. I don't even need to explain it, so I'm not going to. Okay, so the last thing that we're doing which is a new thing this year, is weekly payouts. So, last week's award, quarterback camp champ award, awarded to the man who started the quarterback who scored the most points, and that sweet $5, that sweet, tight Abraham Lincoln butthole goes right back to me. Doesn't even leave my Venmo, thanks to Lamar Jackson. 33.6 fantasy points, just edging out Dak Prescott with 33.4. Happy to do it. Next week, our prize is called the Early Lead, the Early Lead Award. Simple one, awarded to the person who scores the most. So good luck, gentlemen. $5 awaits one of you. So, and the moment you've all been waiting for, the match of the week. Now, I'm recording this podcast late, so I kind of have the benefit of seeing how the Thursday night game played out and the updated projections, but prior to that, I told you who the match of the week was going to be, and I'm sticking to it. 
it's still Nate and Nick. I think this is a week. Nate was second in the league last year. If Nick needs a statement win, if he wants to show his guys that he's serious about winning right now, beating Nate would be very nice for him. Now, Ronald Jones sucks, and Nick started Ronald Jones. Um, But Jameis Winston and Mike Evans, who Nate started, well, they also kind of suck. So the projections were razor thin before, and they're still razor thin. So this has the potential to be a good game. And that's your game of the week. So, I think with that, what else is left to be said? Now, this was a special podcast. I appreciate you listening to this point because of the length. We had a lot of fun. We had a lot of technical difficulties and delays. But don't worry. As I get better at this, it'll flow smoother. I won't always have all these bits in the morning, you know, in the top of the show to to run through. So, that's it. Thanks for listening once again. I can't wait to next week. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to you hearing from me. Until next time. Until Shad Dynasty League dies, which is when we all die, when the sun goes out and the earth goes cold. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>